Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 23. Glad to have you here. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about Google authorship and the fact that they are no longer tracking that. So in effect, Google authorship is now dead. Rest in peace. We'll talk about some lessons learned from that undertaking, and I'll also give some updates on uh, different things I've been working on that uh, you may have been keeping track of over time as far as the AdWords campaign and some theme updates and whatnot. So I will give you an update on all that information, and we'll also have our tool of the week towards the end of the segment. So before we get into the content for today's episode, I wanted to apologize. i Realize that I have four brand new five-star podcast reviews, three on Stitcher and one on iTunes. And the reason I wasn't aware of that is because I had a free product that was supposedly tracking those reviews. And as far as free products go, that didn't exactly work out as planned. So I got an email from the company. I think it was Podcast Reviews. I can't remember the exact name of it. But at any rate, uh, it was just a free tool that uh, I'd heard about from Cliff Ravenscraft where they will send you a monthly email if you get any new reviews from all the different countries that are out there because there's no real easy way to track that information on iTunes specifically. And uh, I got an email just the other day that I had a review from July 20th from Australia. So I wanted to thank uh, AMDMTX for that review. And it said, good source of new and up-to-date information. Thank you so much for that on iTunes in Australia, down under. I really appreciate that. The more reviews that we can get, the larger the audience will be and the more folks we can help out. So greatly appreciate that. And I also have three new five-star reviews on Stitcher. One from FinUpJ. It says, Chris is friendly and informative. I've listened to quite a few of his episodes and found the content fresh and accurate. He is also very responsive to email questions and always looks to tailor his content to his listeners. That is an awesome review. Really appreciate that. And the next one is from Marcus K. It says, excellent podcast. Chris shares lessons on how we can all build successful niche websites. I love this podcast and listen to it each week. Again, thank you very much, Marcus K. And the last one is from MJJLRJ. It says, motivating and helpful. Chris gives the inspiration to dream while sharing useful information he learns through his website creation journey. Awesome. Three great reviews on Stitcher and one excellent review on iTunes. I greatly appreciate it. And if you guys get a second and wouldn't mind, if you had on over to nichesitetools.com forward slash iTunes or nichesitetools.com forward slash Stitcher. You can leave reviews there or in your particular podcasting app. That would be awesome. I greatly appreciate uh, additional positive feedback. Definitely helps get some more exposure and uh, lets me know that you guys are liking what I'm doing. So really motivates me to keep going. So again, thank you guys so much for those reviews. Sorry it was so late in acknowledging those, but I wanted to give you a shout out on uh, today's episode. So appreciate it. So let's jump right into the content for this week. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, unfortunately, Google authorship is dead. And what that means is, if you're not familiar, Google was giving precedence, or maybe not precedence, but it was highlighting 
your information as far as Google authorship goes if you took the effort to set that up so that anytime your posts appear in the Google search results you would also get a picture if you've included one and your name as well as the number of followers followers that you had so what was happening was it was looking like Google was definitely giving preference to those articles and those sites that had Google authorship properly set up and if you had a lot of followers and a decent looking picture, everybody was thinking that it was affecting your rankings. So you were getting higher rankings. People like pictures and names. So if it looked like a believable picture, believable name, and uh, it added kind of some integrity to your posts, you would basically get some more traffic as a result of more click-throughs. And uh, your posts were featured more prominently in the search results. So it was basically self-fulfilling prophecy. If you had some social proof, you had a bunch of followers, or even if you didn't, if you had a decent looking picture and a uh, presentable name there, a normal looking name, you'd potentially get more traffic that way. And it was seen as a definite way to boost your rankings and get more click-throughs to your article. And a lot of folks, myself included, initially were... At least I was somewhat put back from the uh, folks getting that priority because they had done it from the start. They had boosted their followers, whether they were legit or not. You know, they they may have had several thousand followers on Google+, Plus, which was a relatively new platform. So a lot of it seemed like it was potentially people gaming the system to increase rankings. So at the, at the beginning, for me, it was a little frustrating, but uh, I felt it was necessary to play along because those folks seemed to be getting more click-throughs, more traffic. So if you can't beat them, join them. So a lot of folks had recommended adding that. And uh, pretty much most everybody that I follow as far as podcasts go, they had mentioned that it was definitely good to set that up. It certainly can't hurt. And I went through the trouble, and it definitely was a bit of trouble. It wasn't the easiest thing to set up, and it wasn't the easiest thing to get through without errors. It was, um, there was some plugins that you could utilize to enable it, but uh, if you checked the results of your Google authorship, and uh, your different posts, there was a Google tool that would check that and validate that everything is working. Sometimes you'd get errors. So it was, it was somewhat difficult, depending on your theme and depending on your setup, to get that functioning 100% how it should have been. So it did take a good couple of weeks to work through that. Talked to a couple of different folks and um, got some suggestions. And uh, I did get that working, but unfortunately... All that effort is now lost, and I've I've read a lot of different posts about this, whether or not it's still fine to leave it out there. And everything I read said, yes, it's fine to leave things out there. Google is no longer showing that information at all in their search results. They removed the pictures from the links back in June, and uh, just this week they removed your name and all the uh, remaining Google authorship information. So in effect, it's dead. They are no longer tracking the REL equals author or REL equals me tags. So all those tags that you had to do to set up your content correctly with the authorship, they are no longer tracking that information. So as far as I know, right now, it definitely doesn't hurt to leave that out there. There may be other programs or other software out there that may have keyed off of some of that data. So it can't hurt to leave it out there. But if you've never set up Google authorship, I would not bother to at this point. So if you're reading any content on my site previously, I do plan to search for Google authorship uh, in the search bar and go ahead and uh, put a little caveat that this is no longer a concern 
So I will go back and do that, but as of right now, it's still out there. So if you do see that, it's no longer necessary to do that. And basically, the folks that I've seen that have talked about this, or I've heard it on a couple of different podcasts mentioned, they are as frustrated as I am because Google constantly changes what is relevant and what is not relevant so it's it's part of the process you have to make you know as i say you have to be nimble you have to adjust as things change but it is really frustrating when you do put a lot of effort into something i know folks that had no google uh, plus presence previously that had worked to do their best to build up that prof- um, build up that social media profile on google plus Whereas maybe before they wouldn't have done that, they would have just focused on Twitter or Facebook. They did put a lot more effort into Google Plus and building up that uh, following on there. But now that that's completely useless as far as the authorship piece goes, it uh, is very frustrating. Of course, that's not to say that anything you've done on Google Plus is worthless. That's not the case. Obviously, if you've built up a following on there, you have some folks that you interact with. And that's just one more social media platform in your arsenal. But the authorship piece is frustrating. And uh, one guy on the Affiliate Marketing Buzz podcast that I listened to, he mentioned, I hate Google. I love Google. I hate Google. I love Google. It's like a constant roller coaster that I can relate to. Obviously, if you get some rankings and you get traffic and potentially sales or commissions or followers or email subscribers, whatever the case may be, Google is the best. Obviously, they're the biggest search engine out there, and that's where the majority of traffic comes from. So you can't help but love them when things go well, but when things like this happen, you can't help but hate them. So it is a whirlwind. It's a constant up and down with Google, unfortunately. So if new things come out and uh, everybody says you need to jump on it, Take it with a grain of salt, especially when it comes to Google, because things can change uh, on a dime. And and Google authorship has been something that has been out there for, I believe, more than a year, probably two to three years. So folks that have spent a lot of time and effort on that platform to build up their authorship rankings... It that part of it is pretty much lost, so it it can definitely be frustrating. So don't get frustrated. Know that this is going to happen. It's constantly going to happen. The Google algorithms constantly change. So even if it's not something new like authorship, even just the rankings can change on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So something to be aware of, and it's kind of a lesson learned to if new procedures or new things or the latest fad comes out, like right now, I know a lot of folks are doing private blog networks for links, and that is pricey. It's a new uh, methodology to get links that is somewhat insulated from Google finding out about it, but Google's not stupid. I think they're going to come back around and somehow be able to track those private blog network links, so that's not someplace that I'm focusing a lot of my efforts, but I know a lot of folks are having success, so it's similar to authorship in that if you get in at the right time and you can take advantage of that limited window where things are working great and that does provide you a boost, more power to you, great job. You can cash in on some of those additional traffic techniques, additional sales potentially, and uh, just building up your readership. But be aware that at any time, some of these things like link building manually or paying for links or paying for private blog networks or setting up your own private blog network, 
things like that that are seem to be really working well for some folks that can turn at the drop of a hat. So I'm not saying don't do that. I'm not saying that might not be a great way to get some backlinks and get some traffic in the short term. Just things like that which are somewhat designed to game the system in some way. They, those aren't going to probably be around for the long term. So Google authorship was one thing that it was backed by Google. It was recommended by Google, and they specifically told you exactly how to set that up. That, that did even take things a little bit further. So we know that Google doesn't like you to pay for backlinks. It doesn't like uh, right now it said that uh, guest posting is not going to do you a lot of good as far as SEO goes. But, uh, of course, it's still a good platform to get your uh, content exposed to a different audience and get followers that way. But as far as SEO and rankings and things like that, Google says that um, using, utilizing guest posts to game the system in that way is not going to provide you a lot of value. So things that once worked may not always work. And even if it's something that Google recommends, you never know when that could go away. And that takes us to our second segment, which will be a couple of different updates that I have. And I mentioned in one of the previous episodes that my Google AdWords campaign was approaching its uh, my targeted goal. So I had put forth $25, gotten $100 of promotional credit from Google to create a new AdWords campaign. And that was for my Forever Affiliate site. And the goal was to um, attract additional folks through an ad that would appear in the Google search results. And folks would click through, hopefully make some sale, and I would hopefully um, get some commission from sales. And uh, as I mentioned, that was not working. It did result in increased traffic. And um, I definitely did get more traffic, def definitely got more click-throughs, but I did not end up getting any additional sales. So as far as that goes and my goals of getting additional sales, that was not a success. But the experience and the fact that I only spent $25 to get that experience and had that campaign running for about a month, I think it was definitely worth it. Um, it's definitely worth it to get that experience, get that exposure to different methods to generate traffic. Prior to that, I'd always spent my efforts on SEO and doing on-page SEO and maybe some backlinking by commenting on, commenting on other sites. And as far as my Forever Affiliate site, that's that was the primary method. So I would do primarily comments on other blogs and get backlinks in that way. And uh, all that is great, but it's not bad. You know, there's Facebook ads, there's AdWords, and there's other ways to do paid traffic. And that was the one I had always wanted to try out and see how the results would be. So I still have that campaign in there. It's on pause right now. But the cool thing is at any time I could just hit... Um, play basically on that and the AdWords campaign will continue. And one thing that I did notice, which was 100% my fault and may have factored in, is that on the actual site itself, I have some information and a pseudonym for that site. And I had a link uh, basically to an about page. And that link to the about page was a 404 error. I can't believe I had that on there. So it was. if anybody clicked on it, saw the picture of the uh, pseudonym for that site, and clicked through to the about page and wanted to make sure, you know, this is this person valid. Are they still updating their site? If they had clicked through to the about page in the upper right-hand corner of the site, that link would have failed. So that may have turned off folks. Who knows? You know, you never know what uh, could turn people away. But I know myself, I will usually, if I'm new to someone's site and I like their content, I may check out if they have a picture there and about page. I will check that out and just kind of get some info and a background on that folks, see if the information is up to date. So that's something I've definitely checked out. So that could have factored into the whole equation. 
And I did have an about page on there that worked and it was linked to at the top of the site, but right underneath that particular picture with a small blurb, um, the about page did not work. So that's just another thing. Make sure that uh, your site links work and you can do a Google search for uh, broken link checkers and you can run that uh, your site through that and it'll look for links that are broken on your site that would have found that link for me and that's something I generally do every so often maybe every other month or so so once every two months I'll check my site for broken links and uh, that's it's common for broken links to happen especially if people comment on your site and they have a link back to their own site a lot of folks um, have sites that expire after a couple of years and you can go through and clean those up that helps with your SEO and your rankings so the less number of 404 errors and broken links that you have the better so that's definitely something to keep in mind so again that AdWords campaign has reached its uh, limit so it's just kind of sitting there on pause for the moment I may pick it up from time to time and um, another update on that site which I found really interesting I checked my rankings for different keyword phrases that I'm targeting on that site and I noticed a quite a difference in certain keywords and I was thinking I wonder if this is a result of that AdWords campaign maybe the additional traffic that I was getting during that time helped with rankings and that's certainly possible but um, I had stopped that AdWords campaign towards the middle, I believe, of August. And the last time I ran the rankings check through the rank, free rank checker plugin for Firefox that I've utilized and I mentioned previously, when I last checked that at the beginning of August, the results that I just ran here in the beginning of September were significantly better. So I don't think it's a result of the AdWords campaign. I do think it's a result of a video gig that I purchased on Fiverr. And I mentioned this previously as well, but I will also include some details about this in the show notes, which will be nichesitetools.com forward slash the number 23 for this episode. And what I, what I ended up doing was I purchased a Fiverr gig to create a script for a video, which is basically, I think it was like a hundred words or less, which is common. It's basically one minute worth of audio. And I also purchased a Fiverr gig for a video creation itself. And then I purchased an additional Fiverr gig to get some views on that, some likes and some comments on that particular video. So all in all, I spent $15 on that video on the script and on the promotion of the video itself and uh, the results have been really good and surprisingly good. I, I had heard that you can rank videos on YouTube pretty well and that any links that you include in the description and keywords can help with your rankings if you're pointing the um, information for that video, if you're pointing back to your own site with a couple of links and a couple of uh, targeted keywords that can certainly help your site and I found that to be absolutely the case and it was a very short time that that happened. So what I ended up doing with this video was it was basically just uh, it was a cartoonish video so it was, it was just pretty much um, you know graphics and the person that created the video had like a template for this and she put text in there based on what I was looking for and I was targeting specific keywords so I was targeting product name the product name product name review and product name reviews were the four primary ones that I was targeting 
And uh, what ended up happening was initially, of course, that video was not ranked in YouTube at all since it hadn't existed previously. So that's kind of self-explanatory. But within a matter of two to three weeks, that video now sits at number 18. I had to check real quick. And uh, it did not take very long for that to happen. The particular gig to add the uh, views to your video, the thumbs up, the comments and whatnot, took about a full week or a little bit more to complete because there's a reason for that. They want to make sure that your videos don't get banned or it doesn't look like unnatural traffic and you don't get penalized and things like that. So that gig was more than delivered what uh more way more than i expected and i'll actually i'll recommend them definitely if you have any youtube videos or even if you don't i would suggest uh, if you don't feel comfortable creating the video yourself or you don't want yourself in the video you could always create a slideshow or a screen capture video but really when it all comes down to it there's so many great gigs out there different types of videos you can have somebody do a testimonial for a product you could have someone do a cartoonish video like I did. You could have somebody do a whiteboard video. And for the most part, those are really only $5. You will need to either provide them with a script of what you want them to say. Or like I did, you can give someone a topic and have them write the script for you. So there's a lot of options, and that's a quick and easy way to dabble into outsourcing some of your stuff. And uh, that's something that definitely frees up your time, allows you to concentrate more on creating that content and interacting with your audience rather than something that may not be your strong point. And on Fiverr for only having that $5 to do each particular portion of the gig for you, $15 is a really small price to pay when it comes to the results that you could achieve. And I'm definitely seeing that. I see that, like I said, that video now ranks 18th on YouTube. So it's on the second page, a little bit of ways down. And I have gotten click-throughs from that video. And I've gotten different uh, folks that said they've seen the video. So that's a great thing. In addition, the key factor that I think is really helping is that seems to be increasing the traffic to my site and also the rankings as well. For example, uh, previous, so at the beginning of August, so one month ago prior to putting that, uh, having that video in all the likes and uh, having that video move up the rankings itself, I was ranking number 74th for the product name. And now I'm ranking 30th for that. So that's a pretty huge jump there. For just product name, I went from 28th to 24th. For product name reviews, I went from 13th to 8th, which is probably the biggest move because I went from a sub-page to back to the first page of Google. And I went for product name reviews, I went from number 9 to number 6. So it, it's had some pretty dramatic results as far as increasing the rankings for things that I've been tracking. So I'm really pleased with that, and I think I'm actually going to purchase another, the same exact gig, as far as getting more views to that video, and getting more comments, and getting more thumbs up, and um, subscribers to that video. So it's an, it would be another $5 to do that same exact gig, and I'm probably going to do that within the next week or two just to increase that and see if I can get that video ranking on the first page of Google, whereas right now it's on the second page. So I would highly recommend that gig if you have any existing videos, and if you don't yet have a video, I would recommend you consider checking that out. And once you have your video set up, if you want to utilize the same person that I utilize, which I would definitely recommend since it's worked really well and I plan to use them again, you can go to nichesitetools.com forward slash Fiverr 
dash YouTube. So that's F-I-V-E-R-R dash YouTube. And I'll have, a, again, I'll have a link in nichelightools.com forward slash number 23 for this episode and in the show notes. So you can click on that right through and you can find that gig there. So again, this is one of those things that, of course, Google wouldn't want you to do. They wouldn't want you to be paying for likes and views. But since this was a new video for me, I didn't think there was anything to lose since that video wasn't ranking and I wasn't getting any traffic from this video already. I had absolutely nothing to um, to lose in this particular situation. So just be aware of that. Um, it's always possible that Google could see that as unnatural reviews or rankings, um, views to that video, thumbs up over a period of time. But that's kind of why they stretch it out over a little over a week is when they create those links for you and create those thumbs ups and uh, post those comments. So they're aware of that, uh, that they, you know, Google could be watching per se. So that that's why they do it the way they do it. But of course there is a risk. So just be aware of that. But if this is a brand new video. You have nothing to lose and uh, you can definitely gain some additional traffic and rankings from that. So really impressed with that. Haven't gotten any additional sales, but I have had um, additional emails from folks contacting me on that site where it was quite a quiet period for the last three to four months, I would say. So it is encouraging. I did notice an uptick in my Google Analytics traffic. So all is good on that front. So I'm really hoping that site uh, continues to get additional rankings and I uh, will probably try to add some additional backlinks with some more comments over time. And I'm certainly not giving up on that site. I am passionate about that forever affiliate site that I have. And because I have had sales and gotten information from folks that the site is helpful and they really appreciate it, I'm getting some good feedback. I'm definitely going to continue to um, put some effort for, towards that site. So that's a quick update there. So again, my AdWords campaign is on pause for now for that site. Have gotten some increase in rankings from that uh, YouTube video, I believe is where the majority of that's come from. So that's good news there. Let's see what else is going on. Oh, the um, elegant themes. I have converted over the cravingtravel.com site that, again, is pretty much just for testing to utilizing elegant themes and kind of keeping it similar to the look and feel that it had before and testing out some of the widgets and stuff that I have in my niche site tools sidebar and all is good there and I'm currently working on converting over that forever affiliate site to elegant themes and then it would be time to focus on my primary site. That is something that is still a bit out. I'm getting some good traffic and rankings and stuff and don't want to jeopardize that in any way by switching to that new theme at this point. Uh, on the existing sites like Craving Travel, I had so little traffic on there, I can't really tell, but I, my traffic hasn't decreased any, so that's a good thing, but uh, again, it's not a good test, so I'm still waiting for Mark Mason. He said he was going to respond to a SpeakPipe message that I asked him about converting to a new theme and some gotchas to consider, especially when going from Thesis, which has a lot of built-in SEO and on-page SEO stuff uh, right into the theme itself how converting over to a new theme could affect ranking. So I gave him a gentle nudge today via follow-up email. I know he's been super busy lately, and uh, he has a day job, and he has a lot of other activities in regards to his niche sites. He attended a podcast movement and uh, meetup 
podcast meetup in Dallas where he, he lives close to uh, Dallas in Texas. So I know he's a super busy guy, so I just kind of nudged him. Hopefully we can get that podcast response to my question, and I can share some of those details with you to uh, be aware of when converting to a new theme. But so far, so good. I really like the Divi theme and the Nexus theme through Elegant Themes, and I'm planning to utilize either one of those. And uh, Divi is kind of where I'm going to try to focus most of my efforts. So good stuff. Great theme. If you want to check it out, you can go to nichesitetools.com forward slash elegant. And uh, you can uh, check that out. $69 for unlimited number of themes over a year period. Unlimited support. They, I think they have somewhere around 70 to 80 themes. I can't remember exactly. But a lot of great themes. Nexus and Divi are two of their most popular ones. So Great theme if you're considering uh, purchasing a premium theme, which I would recommend doing. That way you have support, you have um, you know security updates and things like that handled from a vendor so that you don't have to worry about it. You just uh, update your theme as needed and all that good stuff. So it's good to have somebody behind a theme. Uh, to provide support and assistance as you need to as you go along sorry so uh, that is a great theme and that's the one i recommend currently that is it as far as our primary content segments today but i will not leave you hanging and we will now go directly into the tool of the week and this week it's going to be a website called ahrefs and the website is www.ahrefs.com, and that's spelled A-H-R-E-F-S dot com. And what the heck is that, you say? Well, that is just a reference to the tag that's utilized in HTML when you publish a link on your site. So it's called an Ahref, and uh, basically that's where they got it from. So if you're not super technical and not into the underlying HTML, you'd probably say, what in the heck is that name? Why did they name that site that? But it does have a valid reason for that, but it is a great free site that allows you to check the backlinks for your site and see where you're um, what domains are referring to your site. So what domains out there have links to your site on their site? and uh, which individual posts also have links to your individual posts or your website. So it's a great way to check your backlinks, especially if you're commenting on sites and you're trying to build up your backlink profile. It's always good to check there and, you know, every other day type of basis if, if you're actively building up links and uh, to see those links appear in there. It usually takes a day or two for them to show up in there. And that's one way to just check and make sure that your comments are getting approved or if you uh, did some guest posts perhaps that your links are showing up and you're getting credit for those links and you're getting some link juice as a result. So that is a great free tool. It is somewhat limited in that it allows you a certain number of queries per day. And if you sign up for a free account, you can get some more detailed information. But that's somewhat limited too. But I find for the most part, Everything that I need as far as checking in there um, comes free. If you wanted to, you can upgrade to a paid account to get some more details and unlimited access to the uh, backlink profile. But for the most part, uh, what you're going to do on a regular basis, you can get that from ahrefs.com for free. So it is a very cool tool, definitely one you want to have in your arsenal of uh, tools in your tool chest. And uh, it's definitely really helpful, especially like, for instance, when I lost traffic at the beginning of April, I think it was, right around the same time as the Panda 4.0 update. And this was on that Forever Affiliate site. 
I did notice a significant drop in backlinks around that same time. So I can kind of correlate that with part of the uh, issue that I had at the time. So it's good if you notice an increase in traffic or a decrease in traffic on your site or things just seem to be slowing down or all of a sudden you have a big boost in subscribers or something, you can take a look and kind of correlate that with a point in time or a particular week or day that, hey, I got this great link from maybe Huffington Post or CNN.com or something, let's just say, and your article appeared on there and you got a huge boost in traffic, you can attribute that to the backlink showing up on those particular sites or your content being published. So it's a great way to kind of decipher exactly what's going on on your site as far as traffic increases or decreases go. And it's definitely something that can uh, help you out, and it's been a huge help to me. So I hope you enjoyed that tool of the week, and that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Again, thank you for those reviews in iTunes and Stitchers. I greatly appreciate it, and I would appreciate it if any of you guys that haven't yet had a chance to do so would do so. It uh, goes a long way to helping the show out and myself personally. Really appreciate the feedback and always like to hear what's working, what's not working for you guys. So again, thank you very much and have a fantastic upcoming week. Bye-bye.